1: ny or text hope ny in new
2: york
3: uh yeah yeah i'm going on the 22nd through the 29th
2: there you go so get pimp out game time and see you're already getting some spurs tickets just checking yeah. out what you're gonna your women yana trying to get win number four for the season yes yeah, four
3: all right
2: all right i got it open so we're good cool <clears throat> i'll just do like halfway through okay <clears throat>
3: Hello everybody and welcome to another edition of the Bengal Tiger Podcast. I'm Matthew Bruni and joining me once again is Shay Dixon, fresh from his trip to New York to watch Jaden Daniels win the Heisman Trophy. Um, how are you doing today, Shea?
2: Doing well. It was the uh, second time I've been up there for a Heisman. The first time when Joe won, it was the largest margin of victory in terms of points or votes. I guess like, so you vote first second third and then you total up your points type thing i guess how they hand them out from there and joe won by the biggest margin ever i think they said that daniels won by the it was like the smallest margin in a handful of years 2018 2018 Um, but still not that close he had 2000 something points and Penix finished second with 1000 but um it was cool to be up there Uh, a lot of lsu fans were out in Times square cheering for Jaden whenever uh he was taking photos and his billboard ran. And it was funny. I was out there getting some video of it uh, because it happened right after like he won and then he came back and he did media and then he went out to see his billboard and all these like random people are in Times Square and like people are like, oh, is that like a famous actor? Like they, they weren't putting it together. And the person standing next to me, I think you can hear it on the video I tweeted out. I was like, I think that's Bo Nix. I was like, it's not <laughs> this.
3: No, not quite. Not not quite Bo Nix.
2: Not quite, but um, yeah, two Heismans in five seasons is, uh, and I asked Brian, I asked Jaden that at the post game or at the uh, post Heisman presser and about like kind of what it means to quarterbacks. And he just said, Hey, look, why not LSU? You see what you can come here and do, but I like Brian Kelly's answer. I said, look, I asked Jaden the same thing. And he said, it speaks to more than just Jaden and quarterback. It speaks to, receivers running backs all these guys are like oh like i can go there and play with quarterbacks who are in line to win the heisman and he referenced malik and brian and the big years they had and how crucial that was and he said that with pitches they're making to receivers right now that comes up just as much as any heisman talk so i think as a whole when you bring home a trophy like that it gets the attention of anybody who plays offense
3: yeah and um it was just a. It was fun to watch on on the television. Obviously, over here to watch it all unfold fold, and all the stories that everybody has. That's basically an hour straight, and then the last three minutes are all right.
2: Yeah, uh, here's the winner. <laughs> I liked Michael Cobble from WBRZ's because uh, we all sit in a media room, so there's hundreds of media members watching it, and it's just you know like Desmond Howard and Tebow jokes, and then like an interview, and then some yeah. commercials and an interview and about 45 minutes in cobble tweeted out this could have been an email which is <laughs> true it's like just this could have been a 30 minute episode with commercials 22 minutes and just tell us who wins so yeah uh yeah i don't even think they announced it till like 8 59 and it was supposed to run from like 8 to 9 or whatever yes yeah eastern with, time.
3: daniel probably took the stage at like 9 o'clock eastern time and uh, it kept going and then we were done. And then I was working in afterwards ESPN aired that 30 for 30 on the 1997 Heisman, which I thought was really interesting.
2: Yeah, Obviously, A lot of people well, said that was cool. I haven't seen it yet.
3: Yeah, it was, it was cool. It was, it was cool. I, I, um, I knew about that year, uh, Charles Woodson, and everything, but you know, to see all of that, how crazy it was, is, uh, was fun because it was genuinely, cause nowadays it's like, even in a close race like this, it's like, all right, we knew Jaden was, was going to win. But 1997, nobody knew. And so then it's like, all right, Peyton Manning or Charles Woodson, and it's all the way up to the last second. But, yeah, it's uh, it, it was fun to watch. And, um, yeah, I think we have a question here about your, your experience as well, so we'll, we'll get into that. But, yeah. I um, will Monday say mail they game. hand
2: out uh, the Deloitte, or I guess Deloitte, 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 um, the company that they tasked with getting the votes and securing them and all that, and right when they announced some win – they hand us all the packets so we can see how the votes are broken down and everything like that. And the amount of people who vote, like <clears throat> J.J. McCarthy, Blake Corum, Oklahoma State's running back, a couple other guys, like we're getting first-place votes to win the Heisman. It blew my mind some of the guys who dude, were getting votes. Dude, it was
3: – and that's only the top 10. I, I think I, I They only like, showed that us that, 10. Yeah, you didn't know beyond where, that. There are more people that receive first-place votes, I guarantee you. And then also – there were, what was it, uh, 44 players who received either a first, second, or third place vote. Like, some people were just, you know, putting somebody on the third team that, like, you know, probably Shador Sanders probably got, like, some third, team, third place votes and stuff like that. Like, stuff like... I That's what I wanted. I wanted the full breakdown of every player that received a vote, just to see
2: it. I want the Bolitnikov breakdown. Uh, yes. The Sheesh. one vote, allegedly. Sheesh.
3: Um, but, yeah, I, I, I was this was the first year I found out that there were like 900 plus people voting on the Heisman, which I think has always been a thing because in 1997, it was also 900 people. So it's always been a thing. I just found out about it this year though. So yeah, we need to um, get a cool. Heisman vote.
2: That's our next goal. Congrats to Jaden. There you go. Um, very cool. But for LSU, get another Heisman trophy winner. You waited 60 years between Billy Cannon and Joe Burrow. Now two and five years is uh Say you start to feel like Oklahoma over here, just rolling through Heisman quarterbacks uh, down here in Baton Rouge. But um, like the whole staff, uh, kudos to them on the offensive side. This is obviously a group effort. Sure. Even sure. Wilson got a shout out from Jaden uh, yeah. during his, his speech. But um, those guys all deserving of the work they put in. It was awesome to watch. And uh, we got to well, Hey, we were there every step of the way, Matty B. We got to see it all.
3: Yeah, from I remember we were uh, at a restaurant when you got the call that Daniels was uh, making his way to LSU in the first place. Do you remember Oh, that's that right. I, I we were there and you're just like, All right, Jay and Daniels. So we had to go home and get to writing.
2: And we did not know we would come to this part where we were doing Heisman breakdown coverage, but crazy. Crazy. It is uh, indeed wild. Uh, it was uh, before we get in the mailbag, I will tell a funny story. So they brought all the four guys out the day before. And we were saying, uh, or they had them all set up at like different tables. Like everyone was around Jaden. So I was like, well, I'll at least go like put my recorder and ask Nick's and Penix and Harrison some questions and uh, send it back to the on three office and the team sites and let them get some stuff. And nobody's really talking to Marvin Harrison. So I was talking to him for a second and I was like, Well, did you watch any of Jaden, you know, like on Sports Center or whatever? And he said, Well, we play a lot of morning games. So I've actually watched him play a lot of like full games. I was like, What was your impression? He's like, Oh, the same thing I told him just a little bit ago. If you ought a defense, you ought to be in a national championship right now. I was like, Oh, man. Not even from the other guys, too. Damn. <laughs> oh, Lord. So your, uh, your defensive woes, uh, LSU fans, are shared by even Marvin Harrison. He was a junior. That is incredible. That is incredible.
3: Um, I'm surprised. I'm surprised. There's table like Heisman candidates that just aren't you know that weren't getting talked to. I guess, but I guess they're there for so long. You know, people get what they need and, and get out the way. But all right, mailbag. Um, it? We do have a mailbag. Let's, let's do it. Let's do the mailbag. Uh, all right.
2: Um, ago, Hunter, Hunter Fernet gets us started, and of course, we're not diving straight into football at all here because. No. We like to get a little uh usually our first post is always off topic which is hilarious like it becomes like everyone's so worried about football questions but whoever gets in first never asks a football question so
1: hunter furnette
2: uh big man on the site says uh which jelly je do you dabble with for your pb and j grape apple or other i'll tell you what maddie b when i read this i didn't even Think about apple jelly being an option for a peanut butter and jelly sandwich ever. That's the first time I've ever heard of that. Me too. I thought it was strawberry sure. or grape. Yeah. I would mean, strawberry, sure, but I've never heard anybody say apple. Maybe I'm me, missing the butter.
3: I, I think so, too. Like I said, I've only heard, or I've only, I guess, had strawberry and grape. I, me, For me, it's grape, the, the uh, old and uh, traditional grape, uh, probably just because that's what we were raised on. As kids, so yeah, haven't strayed away from that too
2: much. I like um, stra- I like strawberry. If I was eating a PBJ, I like strawberry. Now
3: the question is, somebody showed me like four or five years ago was toasting the bread and doing a PB and J that way, and I I, I, I change it up. It depends, but it's actually not bad. It's pretty good. So you get a little toast on the the bread, and then you get the PB and J inside of it. It gives you another nice-
2: thing like I apple. Have- Every sandwich I eat is usually preferred toasted, but I would have never thought to toast a peanut butter and jelly sandwich.
3: Give it a shot. Well, you toast the bread before, and then you put the peanut butter and jelly on it. So then it's still warm, but then the inside, it's still kind of cool.
2: All right. Maybe I'll do it with apple jelly and make Hunter Frenette. <laughs> give him an answer that he's brought to my attention that I didn't know existed. You and him. What a tag yes. team. There you go. Uh, okay, you go grape. I'll go uh, strawberry. Yes. Uh, tiger cycling asked any media coverage for bowl practices and what do y'all want to see from the team in the bowl game? Uh, there is no, we don't usually have any media access to bowl practices. I will say that the first week of bowl practices, which started today, uh, Brian Kelly said would be about not Wisconsin, but getting everybody kind of back in a groove and also giving reps to guys who in season are not getting, you know, first team or second team reps. So You're bringing along – so often, Matty B, coaches talk about the value of these 15 bowl practices being just as much, if not more, about the bowl than it is getting guys ready and seeing what you have for spring and next year. So not a lot of access. I'm sure we'll meet with Kelly a couple times and we'll ask sources, but um, we do not get any coverage. What do you want to see from the team in the bowl game? A dub would be nice because it's Wisconsin. I know many LSU fans' last memory would be when – uh myself and a lot of y'all who were listening went up to Lambeau. It was an incredible experience. We got to watch LSU play in the Packers Stadium. It was cool. Uh, Wisconsin fans partied, LSU fans partied, and then LSU just completely laid an egg and lost. So you want to see a win because, for me, it goes back to what I've said all year. Ten wins. Got to get to ten wins. So <clears throat> without even specifics of like, oh, I'd like to see Nuss play more or I'd like to see this guy on D – I need to see a win.
3: I, I agree. And it's not just us, you know, or media wanting them to get to 10 wins or fans wanting them to get to 10 wins. Brian Kelly has talked about 10 wins multiple times. And that's why I think last year it was easy to see, even though Purdue was a skeleton uh, crew, it was clear that this team had the intentionality and the purpose going into that game saying, all right, we want to win this game by double digits we want to win this game convincingly and get to 10 wins especially coming off the AM loss and the georgia loss this year it's kind of the same thing where all right your hopes have been kind of crushed in those three losses but you can get to back to back 10 win seasons i think for brian kelly more so than anybody else he understands the the pitch that you can make to lsu fans to be like all right back to back 10 win seasons if we take a step back and look at this it's been progress and we're making steps in the right direction there
2: hundred percent. So yeah, we also,
3: we also have Mason Cox uh, question about the bowl game too.
2: Yeah. He said, uh, he also asked about bowl practice being open. They have not, Bonnet, the SID has not sent any emails about any bowl practice being open. I don't remember any being open last year during Kelly's bowl prep. So I'd be a little surprised. We don't like, we don't even get in season stuff. So I'd be surprised. We got bowl prep stuff. Uh, but he just asked, um, Mason Cox did. Who are you uh, most excited to see play in the game? Um, I guess if your answer is not, we're, pre- we're got to presume that Jaden doesn't play. But I
3: mean, even if even if Jaden does play, I could see it being like last year where they stagger them a bit. But I don't. I can't see Daniels playing in the second half of this game. That's what I will say. Even if he plays, I think it's a quarter, two quarters max, and I think we move on from there.
2: I don't, and I know people get upset about opt-outs a lot. And if this, if they were playing in a near six game, even let alone a playoff, but like a near six game, maybe fans could be like upset. Like, Oh, you're opting out. This is a big game. Like it, you know, you could beat a big time team and finish in the top 10. Like it's the rely quest bowl. I'm not holding against Jaden Daniels. If he says I'm not playing in the game. I mean, he's months away from a first round pick and life changing money. You don't want to get injured in, a bowl game that a lot of LSU fans aren't even going to because they consider it to be a bowl game that doesn't live up to their hope, you know, hopes and desires.
3: I mean, against a seven and five Wisconsin team without Braylon Allen. I mean, there's, I, I think Daniel's, you know, he can decide whatever he wants. And if he does decide to not play, I think it is probably the right decision for a guy who runs as much as he does for a guy who, you know, is, he's not frail anymore. He's pretty strong now, but you know, still you don't want to take a hit the wrong way. You don't want something to roll up on your ankle, you know, just, there's just too much to go into it. So if he does decide not to play, I think it's more than fair for him. And then, you know, uh, Thomas and uh, neighbors obviously have the same decisions to make. We'll see about neighbors. He said he wanted the, the record. Well, yeah. Neighbors
2: is chasing a record. Like I can see if he yeah. plays, gets 30 yards, becomes LSU's all time leading receptions and receiving yards leader and says, okay, now I'm out, and you know, whomever, yeah. Chris Hilton or y'all go in and y'all go get the reps that y'all need. I'm done. I'm going pro anyways. I'm not holding that against him. I, I'd be – I would be shocked if Jaden played in the game. I'll say that. So yeah, maybe who I'm most excited to see would be Nussmeier.
3: Nussmeier is up there, even though I feel like – I do feel like we have a pretty good handle of, like, what he is and what he – can be, but it's always good to see more of him because the quarterback position is so important. Um, who else? Who else could we put in there? It could be
2: like a Caleb Jackson or a Trey Holly, or maybe someone who could get more rep like what if Logan Diggs says I'm going pro and doesn't turn doesn't play the yeah. game? Like Caleb they're gonna give reps to young guys.
3: Yeah, he'll need to be important. Um, you know, we've seen so many of the the freshmen, the young defensive players. Um, I think Deshaun Womack's probably the one that you look at and be like, all right, give him extended reps in this game because we've seen a lot of Toviano and Stamps and Weeks to a degree and those guys. But I want to see Womack and Howard. Those would be my picks. Womack and uh, Jackson
2: Howard. One thing we got to keep an eye on is how many Wisconsin people are opting out of this game too because Purdue was going through coaching change. Their whole team basically opted out. It was like, you're not yeah. getting anything from seeing guys in the field. Like, LSU went up and down the field every time and scored. Like, it was it was 60-something to whatever. So, I uh, I don't know. My answer would probably be nuts. If not that, then maybe some younger running backs. But I like a guy like Womack, too.
3: Yeah. Um, yeah, Fickle did say that they – I mean, he assumed they would have some opt-outs, but they're going to decide that in, in the coming weeks. So, I haven't seen a mass, like, exodus from Wisconsin, though after year one of fickle so we'll
2: see all right uh, love the tigers 43 asked do you think lsu will take the limit in transfers all in december or save some for spring so th- the only limit these days is when you start fall camp you have to be at or under 85 man scholarship limit so i think that they've got a good feel for who's leaving the team who's going pros transferring They've got 26 uh, commitments or 26, 27 now with Relaford. So they know how many they're bringing in. I've said all along they were targeting five to 10 guys in the portal. Does that all happen now? No, it wouldn't shock me because I think too, if you do wait till the spring guys on LSU's team could see where they're at on the depth chart and say, I want to enter the portal. And then you say, okay, well let's go out and grab someone else for that position. So I would think that they get into spring ball and still are not maxed out at eighty five. That they would have a little bit more room to, just in case, grab some people late.
3: Yeah, I I I agree. Um, You know, Connor Gilbreth was one a late addition there.
2: Yeah, uh, Andre Sam.
3: Andre Sam was a late Uh, addition, and uh,
2: the O lineman from Maryland,
3: Uh, Lunsford. 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 Yeah. So, yeah, I think like you're right, it affords you the opportunity to go get somebody late. And as we know, I mean, in spring, even though it's not as many players enter the portal, it's still a substantial amount. That's a few hundred that probably enter the portal after the spring. So you do have some new options there you can look at. I don't know what I expect from LSU in the coming weeks. Uh, The portal is open for another, what, three weeks or so so i don't know how many i expect them to take but i think you know in that five range is fine they're hosting players of or they they'll probably host players of different positions and see what they what they need i'm not the timing is always interesting because brian kelly is so meticulous that it's like he's not going to rush things so i it's like fans get all excited and we get all excited for the portal and stuff and then it's like all right now we have to wait like a week or two before anything actually happens
2: right right um but it'll be a lot less active than it was the past two years where they were taking yes. 15, 16 guys out of the portal. They finally are at a point with this roster where you've managed it well enough to where you do not have to. You can't do that. You don't have to.
3: Yeah, and and the one thing we've seen, or at least I've seen across the country um, at schools, is when players are taking their visits, it's usually not more than like one visit, one or two visits, and then boom, they're shutting it down. Uh, was the Boise State quarterback at Arkansas. I've seen a couple, I think, like I follow some wake forest guys, like three of their guys that visited and right away, like committed. So it's like happens very quickly nowadays. So we'll keep an eye on who visits and go from there.
2: Yeah. And another thing I'll remind people because it's got brought up a lot, right. When the portal started and we saw it happening uh, from talking to sources at LSU, they aren't going like after exit meetings, sit downs with families, all that they're not going to play the game of I'm entering the portal. And now you've got to pay me NIL me to come back or whatever. like. They're not going to do like, let guys go out and dangle the carrot and say, you want me back? Well, then this is what it's going to take. You're either in, if you enter the portal, you're going somewhere else. And we have not seen them. I think Miles Brennan was the only person probably went in the portal and then came back. And even then he medically retired shortly after. So I uh, I don't expect much of that, just in case people were wondering. And it's kind of a thing that some schools have said like, oh, this guy's just in there to get more money and he's going to go right back to that school. Uh, But I don't think that's going to fly with Brian Kelly. Yeah. Let's see. Rustin 97. Rustin, congrats on winning a state title. Um, Yes. If you are a Rustin 97 grad, that was a uh, big win for Rustin, obviously. Uh, But he asks, with Nuss not being as much of a running threat as Jaden, far from it, obviously, uh, you have to think LSU will be more diverse with run schemes next year. Do you think we get a preview of that in the bowl game, assuming that Jaden doesn't play? I would think probably so, because when Nuss comes in, they're not running the same offense anyways, especially if they have got a month to prepare. And know, if they know it's just going to be Nuss, then it's not going to be the same exact run scripts and all that that they've done all year. It just can't be.
3: Yeah. I, a lot of people's concern with Nussmeyer is, can he come in and run the, run the offense like Jaden Daniels did? And I don't think you have to worry about that because – He's not going to be running the same offense Jane Daniels just did for a full season. That would be um, that would be poor offensive coordinator coaching if Mike Denbrock creates the same exact offense that he did for Jane Daniels as he is for Garrett Nussmeyer. And that's just not the way that they're going to do it. That's not the way coaches operate. Right. So whether it's in the bowl game or whether we have to wait until next year against USC, you will see Nussmeyer. Not an, an offense in general that is not based around Jaden Daniels the way that the offense was based around Jaden Daniels last two years. So um, it's not a concern of mine. As far as the run game goes, yeah, you're going to have to be a little bit more dynamic with running backs, but now you have Caleb Jackson. We saw what Logan Diggs did in the backfield. So you have those type of players. If you get running backs of like Caden Durham and, and Caleb Jackson's level, you're going to be able to do a little bit more things than you can with you know, Josh Williams or Noah Kane and and those guys. Um, so yeah. that I do expect it to be a little bit more uh, diverse and a little bit
2: more explosive. You know, Ian, Dinbrock was a Burroughs award finalist. Look, he's one of the best coordinators in America this year. And if people were nitpicking on little things at times, it was early in the season that had really carried over from the year prior that they, it seems like they're just sticking with the same handful of run plays and I think as this, for me, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think as the season went on, we saw him diversify the run game a good bit and it payoff. off. So it's in his bag of tricks. He's yeah. He wasn't born yesterday. He knows how to dial up an offense. He's very good at it. I trust that. Yes, they will find new ways and different ways to scheme up running the football because no, Nuss is not Jane Daniels and there's no ex- expectation that he will be. Correct. Um, okay. Congrats again to Rustin. Nice state championship win there. Uh, to Glossa. Asked, uh, what are your thoughts on this gift now that the season has ended? And I was very wrong. And he oh. said, I prefer not to speak if I speak, I'm in big trouble.
3: He he was the I, I correct me if I'm wrong, Mike, but uh, I believe he was the one that said Jay and Daniels was not, was never going to get to this point.
2: <laughs> He's here to eat his crow. And uh, we salute it. you, sir. We salute you. It's all right. I didn't look, nobody thought this was going to be the end result. Not that he'd, I mean. Not just the Heisman, but the numbers were just unbelievable. It was a yeah. player called football, and it was very clear.
3: It, it Yeah, and I don't want to get too long on this, but like it, it does raise an interesting point. Everyone's like, you know, you have to give quarterbacks time now. You have to give them fourth and fifth year. Like Bo Nix and uh, Michael Penix and Jayden Daniels, all these players like in their fifth year taking these huge steps forward. Um, I mean, they are definitely, in my opinion, still the exceptions to the rule in a lot of, in a lot of situations, like you just don't hear about the fifth year quarterbacks that don't get better because they're on the bench or they're getting, you know, cut or they're trying to find a job somewhere. Like the, what they have done has been incredible. And Jaden Daniels and Pennix and Knicks deserve tons of credit for overcoming in my, like, in my opinion, overcoming the odds.
2: Agree. Uh misled alarm 92 shout out to my guy. He said, uh, any noticeable lack of threads in the Bengal tiger, uh, being derailed since my prolonged absence. Um, yes, not too bad. Not too bad, right?
3: No, the board is the board has been uh, uh, much easier to read now. Ms. Led. but hey, shout out to Ms. Led, who uh, finished his finals. He did now back.
2: I, uh, I asked if he made all A's. We'll see. I didn't check back yet, but hope hopefully he just passed. That's all we need, brother. Passing yeah, he, grade.
3: <laughs> he said he's a mathematics major, so I <laughs> good luck
2: to you, my guy. Passing grade is all we need. Um. Yeah, he, he has not. I uh, don't think he's responded yet. So uh, we'll let you know next week if one of our favorite posters, Miss Lut Alarm, is, uh passed his college courses or not. Uh, but that's what I love about the Bengal Tiger. We've got all ages on there: high school, college, post grad, older generation. We've everybody's repped on the Bengal Tiger. Yes. Uh, but he did ask uh, thoughts on Wisconsin, Maddie B. We have not dove too much into Wisconsin yet. You mentioned earlier their record. This was a team, I think, that for most of the year, just in year one, I guess, of a new regime, it didn't live up to the – like They every week they were in a battle where it was like, God, are they going to win or lose type thing.
3: Played a ton of close games. I mean, I'm just going through the schedule. I I must admit, I did not watch much Wisconsin this year. I'm trying to think of how many Wisconsin quarters I've watched. I might have watched one or two here or there, but – uh. Yeah, it was a loss to Washington State, if you go through the losses. Uh, Washington State, Iowa, Ohio State, Indiana, and Northwestern are the five losses. Um, best win probably over Illinois or Rutgers. Uh, those are two decent wins. Um, yeah, so beat Minnesota on the road as well. Which Did Minnesota, they beat
2: Illinois or did they lose? Yeah, they beat Illinois this year. They lost last beat, year.
3: Yeah, beat Illinois on the road this year. So Illinois and Rutgers, two best wins then some losses to decent teams. Uh, Braylon Allen's not going to be playing for Wisconsin. Uh, Somebody said a couple of receivers aren't playing for them either. So we'll see how much of this team resembles even the team that, you know, they were in the last quarter of the season. Uh, The spread right now is LSU minus 10 or so. Um, I think LSU is in a good position because outside of players who transfer, which like we talked about, it's not going to be like, stars transform out from or from LSU for the most part um they're going to get most of their players back besides maybe Jane Daniels and maybe Malik or Brian so you know you go into this now with Witt Weeks and Harold Perkins and um often, your offensive line potentially so I, I think LSU is in a really good spot to be in control of of this game
2: I usually like to look back at the final month of the season to get a little kind of feel for how teams wrapped up and this is a Wisconsin team that lost to Indiana who fired their head coach and only won three games all season. So yeah. I the expectations, like you said, a double-digit Vegas line on it means that LSU should cruise in this one. So uh, Maddie B will have plenty of film breakdown. We'll have plenty of thoughts from Kelly and all of them on uh, the matchup, which is still obviously a month away, less than that, but four weeks away. Uh, but plenty of that coming to the Bengal Tiger. My initial reaction would be LSU should win by double digits. Yes. Uh, Nemo Alda said, when do you think we get a decision from Malik as to whether or not he plays in the bowl game? I, I don't know if he's going to come back. I, I guess he would come back out and say something, but like at least like right when the season ended, he said, I'm playing in the bowl game. Cause I want the record.
3: Yeah. I, I like you said, I don't know when, I think we'll hear something from Brian Kelly for like, whenever Brian Kelly first takes the podium, to talk about bowl stuff. I think the first like four questions to him are going to be like, all right, is, malik playing brian playing is is Jaden playing like are those three guys playing um and you have to kind of go from there uh so I, I think that's when we'll get some something concrete like we've said i think malik if he does play should play the first two drives or until he gets his 23 yards he needs to break the record and once he does that i think you can give him give him the game ball give him a nice send off standing ovation and move on from there but uh yeah, I mean, he's done everything we've ever expected or asked him to do. So I, I think he's, he's good.
2: Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger or just out by, Granger for the ones who get it done. I uh, got a little breaking news into the pod, not directly LSU related, but uh, I'll give it to you, Maddie B. Uh, your North Texas quarterback committed a Cal, and that oh uh, wow, that was a guy in Chandler Rogers who um, LSU was at least looking at. Uh, Earlier today, we saw that uh, the Boise State quarterback committed to Arkansas. That was another guy that had been rumored to want to take a visit to LSU. Uh, MJ Morris is a guy who's obviously still out there. Uh, I think that in reality, and there might be some questions coming here on this, Matty B, but recruiting a quarterback through the portal right now for LSU when you have Nussmaier is tough in the sense of like, You've got Bryce Underwood announcing in a month. You bring in Colin Hurley right now. You've got Ricky Collins on campus, but only for a year now. And he's played one game. So you'd love some insurance policy to Nussmeyer, but so many of these guys want to either be promised a starting job or at least feel like, okay, yeah, I'm in a competition, but I'll win it. And that's a tough sell when you've got a guy like Nuss, who's waited his turn. And then when he has played recently has looked good. So I know they are filling, filling out quarterbacks, but not a surprise to see a lot of these guys popping for schools where they're going to go and very, very likely start. And that's exactly. not the case at LSU. Exactly. Exactly.
3: Um, yeah. You hit the nail on the head. It's going to be really, really hard to find a quarterback that LSU fans think is good. That is also willing to come in and be the backup quarterback. So
2: um, that's and I like I, Sam Levin at Michigan state. He committed somewhere I uh, saw earlier today. So Quarterback dominoes are falling quickly. We'll see uh, kind of what happens with LSU. I, uh, I'll i talk with some sources, and I'll post something on the Bengal Tiger about where they're at there and uh, what kind of the movement is moving forward. So, um, Tiger fan 11, is LSU's strategy to bulk up strong side DN position in terms of body type, causing them to be slow and stiff uh, to make plays, examples being Savion and Wiggins. We never really got to see Wiggins, but oh, no. I think it was well, fair to say that Say, I mean, Savion even admitted, like, I have lost a little bit of a step from where I was, but now I feel like I hold up better against the run. He wasn't nearly as bad as people, like, are saying he was this season, but I think that's something the strength and conditioning staff obviously keeps an eye on. I mean, they track all that. They wear – every day at practice, they're wearing speed test things, you know, how many calories you're burning, how hard you go, what your heart rate. So, like, they pay attention to all that. I think they bulked up Savion Jones because a year ago he couldn't hold up against the run. So you weren't going to play strong side DN if you can't hold up against the run.
3: And this was, we, we talked about this in a thread on, on the board uh, when Quincy Wiggins left, um, you know, there was talk about Savion Jones and how he needs to do kind of lose some, lose the weight he put on all that stuff. Like you said, not only is it to play the run, but it is in this system of, it is a three, three, five, you know, the outside linebacker is technically a linebacker. So you're playing defensive end as you you're either, you could be inside the tackle straight up on the tackle. You're not playing outside of the tackle for the most part. You're not playing as like a speed rusher um, like uh, the Jack linebacker is. So that with that being your position, you have to be heavier. You have to be able to take on blocks and you're not going to get as many stats and all that stuff. And that just makes it a more challenging position to be dynamic in. and so that's right. where you get into the debate of like, all right, should Matt house even be running this? Should they be in a different front to where they can, they can utilize the defensive ends, how they, they want to, or they can be more pass rushers and stuff. Um, that's a whole nother debate. Uh, the question is, you know, if it is Matt house, that's your defensive coordinator coordinator next year. Does he shake up the scheme at all? Or does he look to do change things with guys like Savion Jones and, um, you know, Deshaun Womack and and whatnot. So That's the biggest question. I think that's why we saw Paris Shan have such, you know, uh, so many like effective snaps at that spot because that's kind of, he was a defensive tackle that could also play defensive end. So that was like a perfect spot for him. Whereas Savion had to grow into that spot and Deshaun Womack isn't really comfortable at that spot. So it's just, um, it's an interesting off season storyline to watch is like how they navigate like the defensive end spot.
2: Yeah, and look, Paris Shand, uh, who is the backup to Savion Jones and had a very productive season at DN, strong side DN, he's listed at 6'6", 280, and, or 6'5", 6'6", 280. Savion Jones is also listed at 6'5", 280. So uh, I'm with you. They are the exact same size. It's just one was more of a tackle. Yeah. One was more of always a rush end. And now Savion's having to learn how to balance that as opposed to Paris, who is just now playing a different position where he does have a little burst to him and knows how to kind of move with his weight. So yeah. Savion will be back. I'm i not down on Savion as much as others are, and uh, we'll see how he looks going into this offseason. And this was the first year he got one to start, but, you know, but also some very meaningful, uh, not just meaningful snaps, but had to put on that weight and play that way because he had like four sacks a year ago, or five sacks. Like he was yep. great a year ago, but he admitted, "I only get to go out there and play against the pass because I cannot hold up against the run." So they'll strike that balance. I'm confident in that. If if fans think that Savion took a step back, what do you think the staff thinks? They'll figure that out. Sure. Um, Shay or Capital City Tiger, uh, Shay. Uh, we can we ask portal questions in here? If so, when can LSU expect to hear some good news on guys that we're after? I'm sure we can answer that. I think that right now we've uh, got it on the Bengal Tiger that one of their top targets is currently on campus. They've also gone around the country and made in-home visits with guys. So I would guess that Portal News, and remember this too, NIL gets involved, all that. So these kids are making multiple visits, weighing options. I would suspect this week we start hearing dominoes start to drop. Like, it, it's not a shock to me that in the first seven days of the portal that guys didn't just start popping for LSU. Yeah. They, they've always
3: but, been – even last year, they were deliberate. Yeah. It was
2: – January was when a lot of guys were popping. It was a 45-day yeah. window, but January is when a lot of guys were doing things.
3: Yeah. Um, I don't have anything else to add on that. I think you, you got it right.
2: This week, maybe, we'll start to see uh, some stuff happen. Um, Zach Gauthier, 51. Who are you most excited to watch next season on offense and defense and you can't pick Perkins? Um, And I don't want to pick Nuss because we already talked about him. So, most excited for offense and defense?
3: Most excited to watch? Um, Offensively, I mean, it has to be Caleb Jackson.
2: I think Caleb Jackson.
3: Is the obvious choice after him. I I, I still – think like i still have a lot of belief in shelton sampson being like the next great lsu receiver i don't know if i'm setting expectations too high but like i think he's the one the next like brian thomas jr it might take him two years but i think by year three he figures it i think next year i think he's gonna be really good um the question that people have posed is is it concerning that none of the freshman receivers were utilized this year and I maintain no because this was such an outlier year in terms of two receivers getting 3,000 yards and a billion touchdowns to where fresh and they everybody stayed healthy at receiver for the most part, besides like Hilton. So, no, I'm not worried about that at all. I think Sampson, I think he comes back. I think next year he has a pretty good year. I don't know how many yards that is, it depends on who they get out the portal. But Sampson's the guy for me that I'm most looking forward to watching next year and the guy that. I think some people may have sold a little bit of stock on him. I'll, I'll buy that stock right up and hold on to it until he gets drafted relatively high.
2: I'll ask a question to you. Here's your weekly trivia question, and I'll give people at home time to think and answer as well uh, as they listen. But how many receivers for LSU caught a pass this season? Wide receiver. Not running Wide back or tight. Neighbors,
3: Thomas, Lacey. Stamps dropped his two. I'm pretty sure. Or, I'm sorry, not Stamps. Uh, Samson dropped his two. Anderson has one.
2: Anderson it- caught 12 passes. He's in there. So you're at four. Is it five? I'm at five. Uh, who who'd you say before Anderson?
3: I, I just added Hilton at the end. Yeah, that's it. Wow. Yeah.
2: So my answer here to this question would be, the guys who caught passes that are likely returning. I want I'm looking forward to see what Kyron Lacey Hilton and Anderson can do. Yeah. They were involved this year, but they weren't your two go-to guys.
3: Yeah. And I, I think the receiver position is obviously going to be interesting. That's going to be like the number one behind Nussmeyer, the number one storyline of, of the off season for the offense. Um, I, if Dylan, like if all five offensive linemen return, it's how do you put Zalen's herd in the mix? Because he is getting on the field. One way or the other, he's getting on the field. So who's going to the bench? That's all I want to know. Or who? how are they shuffling this thing up? That's the second thing.
2: This answer could also be a portal guy that they haven't added. Yes.
3: Like a Xavier
2: Thomas out of Mississippi State. Yep. electric return man had over 500 yards receiving him for a very bad state offense. Like that could be an answer if they get him. So
3: do we have to answer defense too? Uh, yeah. Um,
2: Wait weeks. Uh, what weeks would be my answer. Uh, if not, it's going to be a, a DB like a stamps or a Toviano.
3: I, I not in the season, but before the season, like s- spring and fall camp, I want I want to see what Kylan Jackson has. I just need to see it. He was so fun to watch in high school. Like it's such a, like physically he is ready. He just got hurt. And so now it's all right. Can you be a playmaker? Can you step into a position where you, we need help, right? Like a position where LSU is like, Hey, come like the positions open. If it can be Kylan Jackson and JV and Toviano slash major, major burns back there. All right. We're rolling with that. But um, Kylan Jackson is is someone who I want to see just how he plays.
2: Yeah, Weeks has got to be Wicks. Uh, I guess I can combine his name with Weeks. Wicks has got to be someone on that list. Uh, If not him, then I'll pick some DBs. I like your Kyle and Jackson one too. Uh, Oh, wait. Give me Tradez Green.
3: (laughs) Is Is he our Camorian Pimpton for next year?
2: And Pimpton. I think Pimpton needed a little time just to adjust. I agree. Green's out here dominating state title games. So how much
3: oh, this is this is a completely off-topic question. Like how much m- more excited are you for Green than even you were for Pimpton?
2: More excited. Or, I think that Pimpton had a very clear upside of yes catch radius, making ridiculous stuff happen. But Green is a proven basketball player with high level offers, above yeah. the rim player who then now that he settled in at Zachary was just mossing people all season long. So like I can understand why they needed, and especially they had the best offense in college football. You didn't need to force feed Pimpton next year. I think you've got to, you'll test a little bit more things out in the passing game beyond Mason Taylor at tight end. So, and I'm not forgetting Mac Markway, but he'll be a primary blocker usually. So the guys that they flex at flex out Pimpton and green. Yeah. All right. Boy, I'm ready for football. Let's go. I know. <laughs> Pimpton and Green on the side. Garrett
3: Usmeyer quarterback. Caleb Jackson, a running back. Who's stopping him?
2: Who's stopping him? Can I get him? Bryce Underwood? Is he reclassifying and committing? And I don't know. Take them all. Give it to me. Oh, uh, but, yes, gosh, I forgot I could include freshmen. but he would be the one I'd be most excited about. And um, defensive, we we did that. So, that's a good question right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tiger King 53 asked if there were any cool behind-the-scenes stories from the Heisman presentation over the weekend. Uh, I thought my one – well, I told y'all that Marvin Harrison Jr. made me laugh with his – yeah, I told J-No, I watched a lot of them. Too bad y'all couldn't play D or y'all would be playing for Nash. and I think he even said, he was like, it's a travesty. It's a travesty. <laughs> They'd be in the playoffs, man. Come on. Um, I will say that the other three guys were very gracious. I talked to all of them for 15, 20 minutes. Bo Nix talked about – how he and Jaden roomed together at elite 11. Mm -hmm. They were the number one and two dual threat quarterbacks coming out of high school and became buddies then. And then he said the whole, like, he leaves for the Pac 12, Jaden leaves the Pac 12 for the sec kind of inter, you know, intertwine their story even further. And now the Heisman and, uh, Nick's talked up, uh, Jaden very highly. So did Michael Penix. Um, behind the scenes why i mean it was cool to see jaden's family and his reaction to the billboard in times square uh they obviously that was a pretty cool moment for them i'll also say though that it was interesting to hear the three quarterbacks who are all transfers talk about what transferring in this era can do for you because all of them were like i just felt like i needed a new fit and then suddenly they're heisman finalists and Maybe we see more and more of that coming, but Maddie B, we look back at it at Kyler Murray, Jalen Hurts, you know, all these guys who I guess I could even think back more recently, Burrow, Daniels, who won last year, Uh,
3: Caleb Williams won last year, which technically he did transfer, but he went with Lincoln Riley,
2: yeah, right. But transfer quarterbacks have dominated these awards. So Mm -hmm. then those guys talked about that of and how quarterbacks have reached out to them and been like, hey. Here's my situation. What should I do? And they all just said, Hey, look, at Bert. it boils down to kind of just, do you want, Do you are you in the right fit or do you need to showcase yourself more? And I think for the case of Daniels, that's what it was. It was, I want to go to the SEC. I want to play at the highest level. I want to showcase it to a higher degree than Arizona State. Uh, Bo Nix was a guy who was leaving Auburn. I mean, that's a good school, but he said, I found a new home at Oregon. They're obviously a big time program with every resource you can need. And he said that really set him up well. Um, But behind the scenes wise, I just thought all four guys, they were really nice guys. None of them seemed, they were all kind of like Jaden, just laid back, don't say too much, you know, not out there talking trash, not, and you don't see him on the field that way either. Um, I know people are sour on Marvin Harrison because he won and Malik didn't, the the Bulitnikov. But, uh, and, and he talked a lot about Malik when I was talking to him. Marvin Harrison was like, Malik is insane. Like, can't wait to be at the next level with him. We've already become kind of buddies from afar. So, yeah. And uh, I thought all the guys were really, really cool, nice, down to earth guys who just reminded me of Jaden, guys who were just happy to be there and enjoyed playing college football and the love of the game. So, uh, that was uh, certainly fun to watch. Um, get another question in and then a quick ad read. Uh, Seth, uh, uh, Wayne Singh asked, um, scroll down too far here. How much of <clears throat> do you think the offense will be adjusted towards us? Uh, do you feel it's plug and play minus the quarterback run? I expect a lot of twelve personnel on offense similar to Georgia from us next year. I uh, I totally agree with him, and they've got the tight ends to do it. Like we knew so much about Mike Denbrock and Kelly wanting to be twelve personnel, but when you get a Jaden Daniels, sort of like any great OC and coach does, you adjust. Yep. We're going to do something different. We're going to use our guy with his legs. My opinion might would be yes, we see more twelve personnel next
3: year. yeah. and and also this year, i th- I just did a little story on like the injuries that to watch over the summer. It's like Mason Taylor was not one hundred percent this entire year. That was another factor in him not having the year he wanted to have. So you get him healthy. You know, you have Markway, Pimpton, um you add trade green. I do think there's more ability to be twelve personnel, but also with pimpton and and Green, especially, you can still be. Um, fairly explosive, right? You can attack the seams. You can attack uh, the middle of the field in a way that most teams can't do that. Uh, And then, you know, if you add a receiver from the portal, you still have Nussmeyer's arm to keep defenses honest of Kyron Lacey, deep or Sampson or whoever else uh, in the big play. So I think the past, to answer the original question, like I said earlier, yes, it will be adjusted towards Nuss. Everything will be protections, primarily the run game, uh, route concepts, everything will be adjusted to Nussmeier and his feel for things and what they want to do. Um, I do not think it is purely plug and play. I think they do have to adjust in what they do, but I don't think it's a it's not going to force them to do what they're not comfortable with. Like like you said, Denbrock and Kelly have been through quarterbacks, been successful with quarterbacks and 12 personnel and 11 personnel and all different types. So um, when you have the players that they they should have next year, I think they're in a good spot
1: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: And Dusmire never at Marcus. Not they didn't need him to, but he didn't run the football. He was he he's a gunslinger. He just threw it all the time at Marcus. So I also think he's got pocket mobility, which yes. is important in a sense. Like Carson Beck's got some pocket mobility. He can go pick you up it's third and six. If the pocket breaks down, he rolls out. He can go pick you pick up six yards. Oh yeah. That's like, what most quarterbacks do. Most quarterbacks are not Daniels where it's, Oh, I'm about to get sacked. Let me spin out of this and just go run 60 yards and score. And it's so big deal.
3: Yeah. No, the, the funniest thing is, is people that have been like, well, we need to go find another dual threat quarterback instead of Nussmeyer to, to run around. And I, I put on our board, I don't remember when it was the next like top, the next 20 quarterbacks in terms of rushing yards in the country after Daniels and you look through the list and none of them are high level passers besides one Caden Salter at Liberty, who I think is an absolute baller, but like you're looking at guys who are either like running only quarterbacks, like basically wildcat quarterbacks or, you know, like a UNLV quarterback or so on and so forth. Like the rest of them, uh pennix nicks who i think we both agree have some decent legs at this point um i mean not great legs or anything but can move a little bit they're both like at zero rushing yards for the year um yeah chandler rogers like we said north texas he's a phenomenal runner but he only has like 200 yards on the year because he takes some sacks and it's just the way people play you can't expect that level of running
2: yeah and look even a guy like bryce underwood he ran for like two hundred yards. A year. Could he run for a thousand? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They just don't ask him to do that. He sits back at Belleville and he throws the football. So, it matters, I guess, what type of offense you have too. And I look, I'm all for. I've said it that Jaden was a three thousand yard passer, one thousand yard rusher twice in high school. So this didn't come out of nowhere. That is who he is. I like those type of guys. If you can find them and they have the talent level to play at this at the SEC. Yeah. It's just that not many people do.
3: No. And he was the number one quarterback or at least the number one dual threat quarterback coming out of that class. Everybody knew how great he was. Like, again, this didn't surprise people here.
2: A quick shout out to myself. Uh, Back at our old spot during the COVID year, actually, we were coming up with ideas of stuff to do. And we did a draft, uh, a lot of different team sites where you could pick any players in that class. Uh, Caden Salter was my quarterback. Malik Neighbors and Keon Coleman were my receivers, two of my receivers. Uh, and then even on D I had some nasty D, but one of my sneaky picks was, uh, I was Cooper Dijon ends up as a Butkus award finalist, uh, or excuse me, Thorpe award finalist one of the best DBs and pump returners yeah. in America. So my, uh, my draft that year, Ooh. yeah, I had Caden Salter. I was rocking Caden, Malik, Dude. and Keon. Get out of here.
3: Dude, I, I was in DFW when Caden Salter was at, um, he was on Hill. Man, he was one of my. I think he was my favorite quarterback prospect of that of that class. He was awesome. Did I lose you? Oh, I got you. Okay, I thought I lost you for a second.
2: No, no, he's awesome. I keep. I have a on three transfer portal notifications on, so they just beep and beep, and I'm always just like, okay, it's going to be LSU, but it never, it's never LSU. It never is. Bunch of random people. Um, Let's get a quick ad read in game time. Uh, Maddie B has been browsing the game time app recently. He's going home. Going home for Christmas, he's gonna watch his Spurs play at some point. I'm certain uh, he's got to see Vivian in person. You've got to root them. They need to get to some wins, so you got to go there and root them on in person. I'm sure that you can get some cheap tickets on Game Time, Maddie B. But for those that don't know, uh, Game Time is the ticketing app that you need. Snag any tickets without the stress. Doing it with Game Time. Here's all you have to do: download the Game Time app, create an account, use the code Tigers. 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account. Game time. It's in your app store. It's one word. Then when you go to checkout, just put in tigers in the promo code. You'll get 20 bucks off that first purchase. And again, I know football season is winding down, but this could be pro sports. This can be music. This could be comedy. This could just be going to see a show anywhere in the country. I was just in New York uh, and... When I bring up game time, there's like 8,000 different shows you could have gone and seen. So they have a little bit of everything for you. Uh, Flash deals, last minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets for every event. I tell you all every week, my favorite part is the seat view. No matter what ticket you click on, it'll show you where, like what the view is from the seat. So you get a very good feel for if you're too far away or if you've got like a pole in front of you and now you get there and you didn't know that. Game time's got you figured out. Also, lowest price guarantee, uh, event cancellation protection. They've got it all. Game time is our ticketing app, the one we've been rocking with. I have used it now for years. And look, this is what they preach tickets are in a matter, matter of seconds, no hidden fees, and it's only two ta- uh, steps. So they call it the old two tap rule. Tap the ticket you want, check out, it's over with. Send the ticket right to your phone. You've got it. You don't have to go digging through your email or hope somebody transfers it to you in time or third party or whatever, it's straight to your uh, app. You have it, you can scan it and get in. So yeah, never have to do any, uh, Oh, where did my tickets go? Or I hope that person sends them in time. Uh, again, game time, download the app promo code tigers, T I G E R S E R S 20 bucks off. The first purchase terms apply. Um, all right, Maddie B let's keep it rolling here in the mailbag. We'll go quick here on the back end um Jimmy Crickets asked uh Jimmy Cricket 7 asked uh one how has Kyle Jackson's development been coming along since the old BK uh, he has learned how to tie his shoes quote at the presser uh would love to hear about some young safeties Maddie B your thoughts on Kyle Jackson who you just spoke of who actually yes he did not play the first god probably nine games but then in yeah. the final three games he was out there and getting a little bit of run as a safety
3: Yeah, I I have fairly high expectations for Kylan Jackson. I think uh, I went and did my um, I went back and looked at my twenty twenty three class rankings for from December of twenty twenty two. I had him number eight. I think he is a really, really um, talented player. He was a four star guy, a comfortable four star player um out of high school so i think he him getting back and playing at the level that we know he can play at i think is a big deal for this secondary like adding him would be a huge boost that's what i'll say and then the other safeties toviano we know what he is right ryan yates we know he's more of a coverage type guy they like him in those nickel or dimes packages um we'll have to see what jordan allen does and how he develops they they liked him kind of in that traditional safety role behind burns um or sam So, yeah, I I think they're in a good spot. Now it's just about development. And that's all it ever is about at these huge programs because you're not taking a slew of transfers and you don't have a slew of transfers leaving. So now it's just about developing. And when you get these top five classes, which the 2023 class was, you need to develop them and they need to be able to play. So I, I think Kylan Jackson actually has a pretty big role on this defense in terms of what it can be next year.
2: let's see i think he asked another here uh he yeah, has about pete david who is pete davidson's best pull to date and why is it kate beckinsale uh maddie b are you into pop culture pete Davidson's I... had about a billion girlfriends uh all of them make people wonder uh well i guess that's what funny does to you is you get uh, famous and then get very uh beautiful girlfriends.
3: The the only the only one i know is ariana grande but that would I'd... have
2: been, yes. And he offered up Kate Beckinsale, so now you know two of them. Am I? Hold on. Dude. I'm not going to get roasted here.
3: I, I'm i not going to lie. Kate Beckinsale? What movies is she in? Kate Beckinsale? Yeah.
2: What am wow. I missing here? what? 50 years old. Like... Well, that's not an issue. She's gorgeous.
3: No, no I'm just saying, how old's Pete?
2: That <laughs> uh, doesn't matter either. He's probably okay, in his okay. movies. He's 30. <laughs> On the dot, he's 30 years old. <laughs> I don't know which movies you would know that, yeah. That, I mean, did you watch like Click ever? That was yeah, like that. okay, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know exactly which movies you would know. Uh, that's so funny for sure. <laughs> I'm looking through her, I'm looking
3: through her uh, disc or not, discography, but her. Movies. Yeah, she was in Serendipity.
2: She was in Pearl Harbor. She was an aviator. Sheesh. Yeah, y'all got and, me on uh, this
3: one. fifty-year-old woman. I do not know who she is.
2: Okay, well, you know who Ariana Grande is, so yes, you there know, you go. You know who Kim Kardashian is.
3: Oh yeah, <laughs> that was recent too. <laughs> Forgot about that.
2: And you would know who.
3: I'll
0: stick with Ariana. You know what? I'll she,
2: she. Oh. Oh, man, this is tough. No, this is tough. Well, because there's so many.
3: She's thinking, about, I don't even, I, I, Ariana Grande is the only one I, I thought of that. I was like, okay, I know that, but I, let me Google it. Pete Davidson dating history.
2: I mean, you could go out. I'll, I'll go Emily Ratajkowski. Pete Davidson's complete dating history. I'll go Emily Ratajkowski. david ariana
1: margaret it's it's
2: unfortunate that i know all these people that pete davidson is dated or i could be wrong i could be making some of these up
3: there no they're it's just hilarious i'm on i'm on the the story right now is like uh, on the Kate beckins hill section there's the duo that have a 20 year age gap were first linked romantically blah, blah 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 on the golden globes party 2019 yeah i didn't even know didn't even know that existed
2: Okay, I'll throw the I'll throw the curveball in, and I'll go. Uh, I'll go Margaret Qualley. There you
3: go. Yeah, I only know Kim K. and who uh, oh, I
2: think she ended up married like Jack Antonov, So I don't know how these guys are getting all these. You've got to be a great musician or really funny. Oh, uh, got to be funny.
3: Got to be funny. That's, the key.
2: That's or the key. Play the guitar really well or something.
3: All right, uh, that, so one, that are, question uh, so your probably... answer
2: was Ariana Grande.
3: Yeah. Ariana Grande. That's, that's the one.
2: Over, over Kate Beckinsale. Okay. Yeah. I'm not
3: going to complain about any of them. I'm taking Ariana over uh, the 50 year old. Yeah.
2: Here we go. LSU fan 96 at first time getting uh, to be on the mailbag pod. All right. Shout out LSU fan 96. Uh, and his question is not about Ariana Grande either. Uh, who do you think, uh, or excuse me, Uh, do you think guys like Joel Rogers and Deshaun McBride, two of LSU's true freshmen uh, or two of LSU's signees at safety that will be true freshmen next year could come in and see early playing time? I like this question, Matty B, and I like it because it's multi-tiered with answers I don't know yet. Does Major Burns come back? Does a guy like Jordan Allen stay put or transfer out? Does Kyle and Jackson make that leap? Do they go to the portal and add a Jordan Gilbert? and some other guys at safety who are veterans that would take over. And then you see those guys playing roles similar to like Ryan Yates this year where yeah. you play, but you're really a backup. I would say if one of them were to play a little it might be McBride, but I really like Joel Rogers too. So here's the good thing. I think they're getting two really good safeties in those yeah. guys.
3: Yeah. And, and like I just got done saying, it's like, this is about development at this point and, If they can develop Kylan, if they can develop Ryan, you know, we'll see what they do with Toviano, obviously. But um, like you said, Major Burns has a decision to make. I do think that they will take a safety in the portal, whether that's Gilbert or somebody else. I think they take at least one safety slash DB. Um, So, you know, I think it's kind of lofty to expect one or two freshmen to come in and save your safety room. Um, but I don't think they need to. I think that they'll have a really good career at LSU if they just continue to develop, and obviously LSU has a lot of players that need to develop, and we'll see how they how they do.
2: And I think that uh, you you can quantify early playing time in a lot of ways. Like Ryan Yates saw early playing time. Did he start? That's true. Was he a key piece? No, but he was the first guy off the bench, and he played in some big moments. So yeah. Uh, and guys can get injured, so it depends on what early playing time really is. Obviously, special teams is playing time, but at safety, I think that they want to have some veterans back there that at least they're not back to relying on youth, which they didn't this year, but you don't want to be in that. Yeah. To be able to develop. I would like to see them get out there. I just don't know how much that will be right now because of what I said, does – major burns leave does another safety leave do you get safeties like a jordan gilbert i think there's some unanswered questions before we know what the depth chart looks like yeah but big fan of both of them actually and thank you for uh joining the mailbag lsu fan 96 shout out to my guy uh, go 63 with the way the team has loaded up at the strong side dn spot specifically what are the odds you try to move one of those guys inside to dt uh wasn't Parashan playing inside last spring? Seems like it's that they could use him uh, to help out there. Maddie B, you mentioned that earlier. So, your thoughts do you, if you have, and technically Womack plays DN, I guess he also plays a little Jack, but yeah, if you've got four to five guys like this, Shan, Savion Jones, Wiggins, obviously at the portal, but Womack, you're bringing in Gabe Relaford. Are you sliding a Parashan around a little bit, or do you still want to stick with this? He's the backup to Savion.
3: I think they need to be flexible with Paris, where they do move him inside occasionally, especially if they if they're a little lower, let's say on number. In theory, like if they lose Wingo, which and they've already lost Jefferson. Like if you lose those guys and you don't, you try to replace them, but maybe you don't love them as much as you like Paris. Like you need to have him, I think, at that defensive tackle spot just occasionally, uh, especially maybe on pass rushing downs or whatnot, just to add some dynamic playmaking. Um, but, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all if that was the case. Now, as far as Savion goes, I don't think Savion needs to add any more and try to be a DT. Um, I, don't, I don't think you need to do that with Wiggins, or uh, Womack. I don't think you need to do that with Relaford, really. And you know Relaford better than me, but I, I don't think you need him to potentially play a defensive tackle, right?
2: No, I'd put him at end. Yeah. Strong side the end. Yeah. Yeah. Um... So maybe, yeah, maybe, and I guess some of it, right, depends on Mason Smith and Makai Wingo, and do you have them back or do you not? And then do you need some more help there? Um, a lot of personnel-wise, a lot of unanswered questions at this time of year because you've got so many moving parts of who leaves, who do you get from the portal, and all that. So, as uh, after the dust settles from that, we'll have a very good feel for it. Uh, so, not not trying to dodge any of these questions, and I actually with, I'm with Go Sixty Three. I think you can move Shand around, but it obviously depends on what you have there and what are they running? What type of schemes are they running? Are they playing more nickel? All these things factor in. So we uh something to keep an eye on. Uh, I am Colby asked uh, very short and to the point here. Each of y'all's favorite moment from the season. You want me to go first? Yes. Jaden. Getting hurt at Missouri on the road in a game they could have lost and coming back in and running back to back scoring drives to get the dub. My man came from out of the injury tent to straight up balling two drives in a row, won the game. Like had you lose that game, you probably didn't win the Heisman. No. No.
3: Um To me, it, it has to be one that I was there for, which narrows it down quite a bit, obviously. Um, favorite moment, the Alabama game was really cool. Like that was a really cool, um, atmosphere to be in, but moment, uh, you should I- preface I- that
2: by saying that was your first time going to Tuscaloosa and seeing that environment.
3: Yes. That was my first time in Tuscaloosa seeing that. That was, that was cool. Um, well, my favorite moment was definitely the 85 yard touchdown run against Florida, because I think I turned, I think I said, said to you, I don't know if you heard it or not. Uh, I was like, oh, he's gone. Like before he even passed the line of scrimmage, I was like, oh, he's gone. And he just, it was, it it was true. It happened. He was gone. I'll never forget watching that in real time. Like that run was the Heisman moment for me.
2: I, uh, if y'all didn't check it out on the Bengal Tiger, Matty B ranked his top 10 Jaden plays of the Heisman season. It was a cool read. He's got video in there of all of them. And uh, I would bet a lot of people's favorite moments are among those 10 that you listed. Dude, I'm being real
3: about it. What a fun. I mean, looking through those highlights was unreal because there's probably five. I did, I listed 12 because two honorable mentions. There's at least five more that I could have put on there. Like I tweeted one of them out the Georgia State touchdown where he just like slides past like three different people and gets to the end zone. You're just like, okay, sure. <laughs> it's incredible.
2: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So yeah, I'll go to the Missouri game. Uh, and I like your pick of the 85 year and run. Uh, And here we go. Bourbon and Cheerios. He didn't make it last time, but boy, he made it. He's usually first. He's at the end here. Uh, Guys, Longtime listener, first time caller. He still loves the show after all these years of uh, listening and never calling in. Uh, Thanks for taking the call. Who's got the best dance moves on the team? That would be the LSU football team and the Bengal Tiger team. (laughs) Matty, if you're a dancer, then you can take it.
3: I'm not. I'm not. Uh, The best on the team, LSU football team. Um,
2: yeah, well, and I guess the Bengal Tiger team. And I was at Billy's wedding. I'm going to go ahead and rule both of us out of that one,
3: too. Oh, so it's me by default?
2: <laughs> or it's none of us, and we have to it's pick none of us.
3: It's none of us. Now gonna I'm going to have to
2: imagine. I'm not in the club with these guys. Uh, I don't think so. so tell us
3: celebration-wise.
2: Oh, I guess you could say that.
3: I mean, Malik, to me, was, was the most... Innovative. He had like three or four different ones.
2: Okay, we'll go Malik. I'd probably go Malik.
3: I mean, Will Campbell tried doing it too after he scored.
2: Oh yeah, the big man. uh Yeah, that was good.
3: Deshaun womack got was going crazy when he got that sack over Arkansas. Yeah. He was trying. He was trying. He said he was going to hit the Baltimore. I don't know what it was
2: called. Baltimore dance, and he he ended up doing it. So. Uh, biggest fish you ever caught. I've only I, been I'm deep not... fishing only once, and I don't, I'm not, like, not an, I don't hunt, not, I'm not, like, anti-hunting, I just didn't grow up, in, I grew up in the city, so, yeah, not a big hunter, I did go deep-sea fishing once, caught something, wouldn't even remember what it was, someone yeah. else probably reeled it in for me, I just, um, I'm yeah, not I'm good at this answer, I wouldn't have no clue, yeah, I mean, as a I, South I, Louisiana native, I'm the least outdoorsman probably here, yeah, <laughs> like i go um, outdoors i just don't do out- i don't <laughs> hunt or fish like everybody else does
3: yeah um say, say i'm maybe. gonna call
2: deep sea tiger one of our mods he can take us out and then we'll go catch some big fish
3: yeah there you go boom easy
2: all right we'll figure it out and then we'll then we'll weigh in who caught the biggest fish uh, now what was your favorite mailbag question of the year i didn't, i don't think about that pete davidson yeah, Pete.
3: That was a really that was a good one. I have not thought about that Pete Davidson one. That has uh caught me off guard. Um, I'm mean, there are so many OT questions that I don't even know. It was like, I mean, when to put a Christmas tree up, you know, what's your favorite, like what's the best crawfish place? You know, just a billion different questions um that we've had. Shout out to Burman Cheerios because he d- he didn't even ask us a football question, it's just four straight OT questions.
2: I'm then- going to have to say that <clears throat> my answer will be something Bourbon and chair has asked that I just can't remember, but it's got to be him. He's got a heavy hit rate. He asked four questions at a time. <laughs> Most all are non on topic and they usually make us laugh. So yes, one of them, if not, we'll go Pete Davidson. Uh, and then he wants to know why does Maddie Matty B want to fight everything and burn things down? Is that your rep now?
3: I guess so. I don't know. I have a lot of different reps now on the board, Shay. I don't, I don't control any of them. I just the dating to...
2: life that is not true. You're uh, fighting everybody, which is not true. You're very I hate everybody. And...
3: Yeah. So, um, but no, I was. Uh, I used to be back in high school. in basketball and tennis, all those sports. I used to be a fiery player. Oh, I will say,
2: Maddie B once told me you should have seen my Twitter before I started working here. I'll pop off on anybody. So, dig into would... Maddie B's Twitter history if you must, but. <laughs> That's when clean. he tried to fight everyone and burn them to the ground.
3: Mostly about Spurs, the Spurs. Okay,
2: so yeah, a lot of anti-pop sentiment or what you got going on there. No,
3: no, no. I did not go against Pop. It was, it was a lot of different things with the Spurs back in
2: No, the day. no. Becky needs to coach. Pop's done, retired. <laughs> no,
3: no, I was going crazy. I would, I, was, I would easily engage in Twitter back and forth. If anybody mentioned me or if anybody even just said anything, I, would, I was there. Now we have our message board. So I don't even feel the need to argue with people on Twitter because you're not paying me. So if you're not paying me, I'm not arguing with you. I'm arguing with the people on our message board that are uh, subscribed. So shout out to y'all. Y'all get all of my... You're like a good
2: prize fighter. There's no reason to fight for free. Get paid exactly. for it and then you fight them.
3: Exactly. I see all these Twitter warriors out there. I'm like, "Yo, y'all got it."
2: Uh, five for five. My favorite name on the board. Uh, who's the first portal player to commit to LSU? I am going to still bank on Mississippi State receiver, returner Zavian Thomas, A and M safety Jarden Gilbert, and maybe outside shot Ohio State corner Zaire Brown, but uh, Jagger Brown. But I'll lean with the Louisiana native, so I'll go Gilbert or Thomas.
3: Yeah, uh, those are the those are the three that y'all have done a great job reporting on um, and that uh, we have heard the most out of from LSU. Uh,
2: odds that Makai Wingo returns. Good question here. If you were to put odds on it, Makai Wingo was their best defensive lineman. He gets hurt. He misses the back half of the season. Does he need to up his stock? Sure, but he could still go pro if he wanted. So odds that he returns.
3: I said this morning – i put it at 50 50 that was kind of off the cuff so um if i think about it a little bit more i i'd still say 50 50 maybe actually maybe lean a little bit to him returning maybe like 55 45 but um i just i'm curious to see what feedback he's getting from the nfl right now that's my and all that's
2: happening right now those guys will apply for draft grades they'll send them back then they can meet with the coaches and um you know agents get involved all of that of get trying to get in people's ears so i think when makai sits down and thinks about it we'll see what he does i think had he stayed healthy all year and played oh yeah continued to play at the level he had played he'd go pro i think the hang up here is he got injured does that affect i mean he said i'll try to be back for the bowl game but does that affect his draft stock in terms of even be ready for the combine or offseason workouts or whatever so i'm cool with 50 50. I'll give that. I've not heard a definitive yes or no, but I've also not heard anyone up there say sources at LSU say like, "Oh, he's not coming back." Like, no chance. Like, there's not been any of that. So I think that Makai is probably really giving this some serious thought of what's the best out.
3: Of. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, three more, <clears throat> go Bucks. What would you guys consider a successful twenty-four season? I think I probably misspoke on the pod when I because uh, I usually say that. I consider success to be based off year to year. Are you getting better? Well, if they, this year, they match matched 10 wins. You'd be about the same. I'd like to see you win 10 or more games. I don't have to read off the whole schedule, but next year's schedule is brutal. And you're losing the Heisman winner. You're not going to have the best offense in of college football, most likely. So it's probably safer for me to say like nine games or 10 games. And that still means you played a lot of great football. It's just tough to win. Look, ten and two and not getting to the SEC championship could get you in the playoffs.
3: I was about to say that. That was my next thing to say: is ten and two gets you to the playoff. Now, how difficult will ten and two be next year with the schedule that they have? It will be incredibly challenging. Um, I don't know. I think we talked about this before. I don't know where Vegas is going to set the line at, but like I think nine wins is probably the most like most likely outcome again we don't know what nussmeyer has we don't know what the defense is going to look like we don't know what the receiver is going to look like but uh like just on paper like in a normal year nine or ten wins for this team is going to be the outcome for uh for this schedule so yeah like 10 and 2 gets in the playoffs so
2: let's play a quick game here i will tell you the team the next play you say win loss or pass and pass just means you I don't know. I'll give you one. That'll at least get us to who you think are some set wins. So uh, let's start here. USC, Southern Cal in Vegas to start the season. Shoot.
3: <laughs> Win. Really? I, I don't feel good that about way. that. I might, okay, I mean, yeah, I could pass it. But, like, they did add, like, they'll be better defensively. Lose Caleb Williams. I don't know. Like that's probably a pass. Like that's a that's a toss up.
2: Okay. So, so you win in or pass it? I'll pass it. Pass. Uh, Nichols win. UCLA in Baton Rouge win. South Alabama win. Ole Miss in Baton Rouge. Jackson Dart is coming back. Yeah.
3: i mm, sh- mm, sh- it's in Baton Rouge. Brian Kelly's been really good in Baton Rouge. I'll give
2: it a win. They went 13 and 1 across his first two years in Baton Rouge. You're getting one there. Um AM at College Station. Win. The game's in October win. now, too.
3: Win. Yeah, that's weird. Win.
2: Oh. All right. Uh, so you're at five. Uh Bama entire stadium. Loss. arkansas with boise state's quarterback <laughs>
3: win. i don't feel great about uh, that but yeah. that'd be six uh, florida
2: win. that'd be seven uh oklahoma and baton rouge with jackson arnold
3: quarterback. With jackson arnold i talk about another quarterback i love caden salter and jackson arnold might be the two highest quarterbacks i've been on in like my my young young history of
2: Jackson of- Arnold was also another thousand D- yard rusher. Din D- Geyer,
3: Din D- D- Geyer. Geyer, saw him. Yeah, cold. um pff, That's a tough game, man. They're gonna be good. You can pass. I'll pass.
2: I already lost track of your wins. I think I had you at six or five or six. I think
3: seven. I'm six, one and two right now.
2: Uh, Vandy win seven uh, at South Carolina. Should Lenore should, Sellers will be the quarterback or should, should be a win? Should be a win. Plus, what's the same stalls eligibility? Rattler. I don't, I don't love road
3: games for this team, but it should be a win.
2: Okay. So you're at seven, eight wins. You feel good about if you yeah. can get a couple of other of those in there, then you're ten 10 wins again. Yeah. So you're going undefeated with that schedule.
3: I uh, know. I think that the amount of undefeated drops significantly moving forward. Like across the board. Oh, Ohio like the Big Ten obviously adding Oregon and Washington, the SEC adding Texas and Oklahoma, getting rid of divisions now. I think just in general, the number of under like this year you have all these undefeated teams. I don't think you have that in the Big Ten and the in the SEC moving forward. Like it's gonna be really hard.
2: Yeah, it's not just LSU. You're right about that. Uh in a twelve team playoff, ten and two, you might be in it. So yep. That'll be the early mark we set. Uh, two more to go here. I like that question though by Go Bucks. Uh, the funky bunch 10. Assuming our backfield consists of Josh Williams, uh Caleb Jackson, Trey Holly, and Caden Durham next season. Is it a running back by committee, or will in he says Jackson emerge as RB1? Matty B. I'll let you take the this for the first time because I was wrong here. I said this year that I didn't I thought it was be a committee, and Diggs took RB one and ran with it. So does that happen again? Like year one of the Kelly area RB by committee, year two it was Diggs. Year three, Diggs, presuming he's not on the team, is it back to RB by committee?
3: No, it's Caleb Jackson. Caleb Jackson wow. is running back one. I think he gets, I think he gets the lion shaft carries. That's where he's going to be I think physically we know he's ready to run the ball now it's just about him getting good at all the other spots and on like third down maybe passing downs do you put Williams in um to to maybe pass block but Caleb Jackson is he's he's the one I think he's ready to do it I think he's ready to finally put LSU back on the map in terms of running backs and I think he's going to be really really good next year so we saw what logan diggs could do i think that's what caleb jackson is going to be tasked with doing i don't know if he'll be as you know consistent maybe but i think he's the one you have to bet on
2: all right uh, and look hey they're going to run the ball more because you don't have Jaden doing it so certainly somebody's going to run away with the mulch of the curious caleb would be a good early bet for it uh, Um and last one jms 409 have a lot of friends that are texas fans that are certain to corey will flip theirs are any certainty to this claim, or do we believe they're blowing smoke? Uh, it is a recruiting question, but I'll answer it. There's no certainty in recruiting. And I think all of this is boiled around. Decorian's a junior in high school. His family's all from Austin. They're Longhorns fans. And you are a year from signing day. Like, you don't know what LSU's going to do next year. You don't know what Texas is going to do next year. Texas could go out and win a national championship this year. And then all of a sudden has Texas, you know, reeling off recruits. So, I will flip this around. There's no certainty he signs with LSU. I think what makes LSU's ability to get him even stronger is that if they got Bryce Underwood, if they get Harlem Barry, and all of a sudden you're surrounding him with other offensive skill players where you've recruited so well on the O line, James Simon, who just tore apart the Oof. state championship game. Like if you're giving him two top 10 running backs, DeCorian is with, you know, Teron Francis, the number one receiver in Louisiana, some other elite receivers, oh, and you're bringing into the same class, the number one overall player if they get Bryce Underwood. That helps in a huge way. So, yes, I, I don't think Texas fans are blowing smoke when they say it'd be no different if LSU had some Texas kid committed that was a five-star and they're like, well, guess what? Or, you know, Louisiana kid that's committed as a five-star and they're like, his whole family is from Rouge. They love LSU. Let's see if y'all hold on to this for a year or not. I kind of think that's how I would view it. So, yeah,
3: yeah. He seems I, happy now. Yeah, he seems he seems very locked in right now. So, done to
2: Malik Neighbors and Brian Thomas have those kind of years. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um,
3: get a get a second bullet in the cough sent over to Malik's place, and then keep it at LSU's um, facility. For, there you for go. When Decorian comes. Well, that wraps it
2: up. Our well, mailbags it- are always by far the longest, but is what it is. <laughs>
3: longest mailbag podcast of the year oh there it is we've done it um but yeah thank you all for joining us uh leave us five-star rating review wherever you're listening or if you're watching on youtube like share subscribe comment all that good stuff uh we'll probably be back with later in the week with maybe uh i'm sure we'll get some portal news at some point whenever that happens we'll get a podcast up right after that And uh, still have recruiting podcasts. Obviously signing day is coming up. Early signing day is coming up. So we will have you covered with all of that as well on the Bengal tiger on three. Anything else, Shay? That'll be it.
0: All right. Well, we will talk to y'all later. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament, whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, It's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book right now. New customers get $200 in bonus bets. If your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel, that's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets